Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Lane Pringle-Schwitter. My guest today is a giant in the startup space. If you Google his name, you'll see startup next to it. I'm absolutely delighted to have him on the show today. But before we get into it, here's a quick message from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Divia Switzerland, part of the Divia Group, one of the world's leaders in personal financial planning. From investments, life assurance and family protection, Divia Switzerland has the expertise to provide for your needs. And with its ever-growing number in fintech apps, you can monitor your investments in real time, trade them, transfer or exchange money, even buy and sell cryptocurrencies. Divia Switzerland, providing you with the best digital financial solutions combined with personal financial advice. cdevere-switzerland.ch Heads Talk Podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter. Jean-Pierre Vuillemier is one of the leaders, if not the leader, in building startup investment ecosystems in Switzerland as we know it today. He founded Startup Invest in 2003 to bridge the gap between startups, investors and corporates, predominantly in the technology and innovation space. He achieves this by, among other things, running events annually, namely the Startup Days, Venture Days and IPO Days. The Startup Days event is a two-day event. This year it is held in Bern on the 5th and 6th of October. He has startups in, of course, technology and innovation, but also in biotech, medtech, ICT, fintech, microtech and nanotech, congregate to network and do business with investors. Jean-Pierre's organisation and team provide the platform and allow the startups, investors and supporters to do the rest. He is also the Vice Chairman of the Board for StartupTickers.ch. Prior to being the Managing Director of Startup Invest, Jean-Pierre was and is a pitch trainer. Known as the Pitching Master of Switzerland, he's also a Professor of Finance and still gives lectures in entrepreneurship at ETH and other universities. So, startups, all your world, Jean-Pierre. Welcome to Headstalk and many thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Elaine. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, Yeah, I gather we are talking with you from South Africa? Yes, that's correct. I have a second home here and now I'm stuck. (laughs) Yeah, I see you're grounded there. But it's it's not the world's worst place to be grounded, is it? No, it's not. But it's kind of, you know, uh, there would be some stuff to be done in Switzerland. And now everything is getting virtual these days. Yeah, Yeah. indeed, indeed. I'm fine. That's good. That's good. Um, Let me start with my first question. Yes, please. Um, You described Startup Invest events as a dating platform for startups to meet potential investors and supporters who have launched a new initiative, Startup Matcher. Am yeah. I right in describing it as a blind date platform that no, came about no, as a result of the current no, climax? No, no, that's not a blind okay. dating platform. <laughs> it's much more than that. So, so the idea came up because we do not have these events uh, right now because they are not allowed in many, many countries. So we had to think about the way how investors and startups and, of course, supporters can meet virtually. Mm-hmm. And as we had our event platform to run events and had all those profiles, we decided to build on top of it a virtual matchmaking um, a solution so that if you are in our system as a you know, participant of this endless going on virtual platform, uh, then you can um, 
search for other participants like startups or investors, whatever you need, and you can contact them over the platform and request a one-to-one -one meeting, which will then be scheduled by the system. Then you can reschedule or you can then uh, have any day or time um, of the year to make that meeting. And, and it's virtual, but it will run off the platform. It will have a video like we have today. It, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's quite uh, cool. And you will find all the information about the startups, for example, in their fact sheet. You can even upload videos as a startup so they can see that before, or you can mm -hmm. upload additional documents like, you know, a pitch deck or, or whatever. So it, it, it's really this, we try to replace uh, event-specific one-to-one meetings and, and matchmaking by a virtual solution right now. And it's working. Uh, people are signing up every day. We have uh, now 1,500 already on that startupmatcher.ch. Mm -hmm. However, I have to highlight something here which, you know, gives us a good opportunity to talk about it. It's really, right now, for the moment, we limit it to the Swiss startups. We, we are focusing on, on Switzerland right now. Yes. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, companies from Australia, from Brazil, even US uh, registering, but we are not putting them on the system because we feel like, uh, you know, as Swiss people, we should probably focus right now on Swiss uh, startups, and that's what we do, yeah. And it's working. It's quite that's good. that's good. So, what's the general reaction has been on this initiative? So, the uh, general re reaction was very positive. Uh, we had, as I said, we have now after uh, three weeks, we have one thousand five hundred participants on the platform. Mm -hmm. It's a lot going on, of course, but it's quite new. So, we we are now uh, doing some uh, screen videos to explain mm -hmm. to people how to sign up, how to book. One-to-one uh, -one meetings, how to reschedule. So we are kind of uh, making tutorials, basically, and we will have them on the social media, send them to the to potential participants and all the startups in Switzerland next week, maybe even starting today. Yeah, we are working on that. Yeah, it's new, right? So people are not used to that. <laughs> would you like to sort of give a, a call to action? How would I, as a startup or an investor, know to find out more about it? Where do I go online? You know. oh, okay. Well, it's it's very simple. You just go uh, startupmatcher.ch. So yeah. CH stands for Switzerland. So you just mm -hmm. go there and then you just register and then you will end on our platform. If you have a profile, you can use that one. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one, you just make one. And then we will check your profile because we, you cannot just get in there. <laughs> we will make a check of it. And if your fact sheet is interesting or if we if you're not like a you know if you're a Swiss starter, we will absolutely activate your profile and then you can start to book one-to-one -one meetings. Right, that's good. So what would you say are the do's and don'ts for the startups if they partake in this startup matcher initiative? Well, we you know, normally what startups don't do is is they don't take so much care of their profile because the event is happening in, in real mm. and now it's virtual. So you know, if, if you want to be successful with your meeting requests, you better take some time to have a good profile, to upload some meaningful documents, maybe even to produce a little video about yourself and your team or, 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 or record your pitch even, your elevator pitch mainly. You know, you have to do more on your profile work mm -hmm. to, to be so, interesting. So, so, so. Investors... 
Investors may be a little bit less, but definitely as a startup, you must make an additional effort. And now for us, it's very easy to check. You know, before we activate the startups, we we just look at the factory. Then if we don't like it, you know, we we tell you, yeah, it's not Mm -hmm. fulfilled and and please uh, make sure to complete it. And and once we, we, you know, we want to keep the quality at at a certain level. So that's why we do that. And we do that uh, personally. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not automated. So we Mm -hmm. just we just look at it. Yeah. So, so in a sense, the, the startups, I think it's something we're going to cover later on in the interview, but the, the startups have to perhaps develop some new skills in, in terms of yes. putting out a video that someone will want yes. to watch of them yes. rather than, you know, the sort of the direct in, you know, one-to-one contact. So yes. that, that's, that's something interesting for us to all to see yes. thereafter. There's another side question that I want to ask you about this is that I know that you've implemented the, the soapbox pitching concept. Um, yes. Has into a virtual offering as well? No, the soapbox is definitely not uh, going to be in the virtual world. Um, a soapbox is, is, is quite good if, if you have a lot of people and quite a number of projects that you make like a pre-selection for one-to-one meetings. So, you know, the soapbox is kind of replacing the elevator pitch somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in front of a big audience. And if you have to make a selection, like in our pitching battle, Soapbox is yeah, really great, yeah. but not in the virtual Live world. We, we, we figured that, you know, right now, this, in the startup matter, at the end of the day, you record your elevator pitch or your pitch, even if you want to, you, mm-hmm. you upload whatever document, we don't check that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going to run, and we will very soon run a virtual uh, matchmaking event, a virtual one, I will talk about that later probably, mm-hmm. uh, then we will allow them to talk a bit more. We will give them like five minutes to explain what they do. Yeah. We, we can, you know, Soapbox doesn't work uh, <laughs> online or virtual. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for that. Um, we're talking about pitching here, and you've been known to say to startups, that they should not prepare a sales pitch or a technical pitch, but rather a company pitch. Why yes, is that? And what do you mean? Well, you know, the, the, the sales pitch is for if you are talking to a customer. Um, so the technical pitch is when you talk to a corporation partner that might, you know, implement your technology and you have the CTOs on, on, uh, sitting around the table. Now, in front of investors and even supporters, you must really have this company view, this startup view. You have to cover all aspects of a startup. So you have to cover the team, you have to cover the finance, you have to cover not only the offering, which is kind of the sales pitch, but in a reduced way, we have to talk about patenting. You know, you have to talk about a lot of other stuff about the market. So it's it's uh, it's more, you know, how can I say it? It's, it's a general pitch about the, the entity of, of, of what you do, not about selling or or technology. It's much more. That's that's basically it. I've heard many very successful um, entrepreneurs say this. So I'm asking you um, whether you agree or not. They say that um, investors really buy people and not companies. Yes. yes you believe that? Yes, they do. You know, for me, let me give you my, my view on that. Um, so for me, it's definitely people... And, and sometimes, you know, we have big discussions about is it people or not. For me, it all starts with 
not with the people, but with the potential. Mm. So for me, like if, if I don't understand the problem or if I don't agree on the problem or opportunity, and if I don't understand the solution you're providing, you know, the genius of it, the magic, the disruption of it, mm-hmm. then why should I look into the team, right? If I, if I don't believe in a, in a, in a first of, after one minute, if I don't believe in, oh, that could be potential, right? Yes. You know, then so I'm not how charismatic you are as a person. <laughs> Yeah, that, that it's, and then, you know, if you, if you feel that immediately, and that's how I make my investments, if I make investments, but it's really the potential, you know, if you, and disruption, kind of disruption and potential. And then, of course, yes, absolutely, the team, you know, like, but normally it's not team, meaning many people, it's mm-hmm. just maybe one, one guy. You know, this one person that makes it happen, you know, you can see that many companies, you know, Jeff Boss, you can see, mm-hmm. you know, Elon Musk, you know, those, kind, uh, um, you know, our dear um, Steve Jobs, you know, this kind of people, they really make the difference. You, you have to figure that guy out, you know, you have to to see him, you know, yeah. this guy's going to make it, you know, he's not going to give up, he's, yeah. he's smart, he is, he's, he's strong, or, or she is smart, and she is strong, by the way. Let me be clear on that. I don't care about the gender. Uh, so, yeah. That's what, right. There must be an art to that as well, in spotting that. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, after 20 years, you cannot see it immediately. <laughs> yeah. You can tell which ones will make it. Or not. <laughs> okay. Um, there are also companies, or startups even, that have increased need for capital. Yes. But are not driven by, you know, the stars, the technology or innovation. What startup funds is there for these companies? Are there any? Oh, right now, I would say there is not much for them, yeah. Well, yes, COVID has changed it, but it's, it's, prior it's, to COVID... Right now, it's uh, everybody's in the survival mode. Yeah. Uh, even big companies like big airlines, I mean, they are really suffering like hell. And, and, and so I, I think if you have a great technology, which is well-protected, and if you already have investors on board, you have a good chance to survive. Because this, this COVID-19 is not going to be here forever. It's going to be here maybe longer than we, we like it to be, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be here forever. So startups really need to manage their cash. They need to think about resources. They might want to hibernate a bit or slow down a mm-hmm. bit. But if you don't have an investor on board or, or several investors on board that can follow up, you know, that have deep pockets and they really believe in you, it's going to be really, really difficult. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Um, let's look into some of the stuff that you do, which is training. You do a lot of training. Yes. Um, can you tell us about any of them that is relevant for the climate we are in at the moment? Uh, I know you've got pitching.ch, which is another one of your websites. Can yes, you that's... elaborate to our listeners more about that? Yeah, pitching is, of course, always relevant. Uh, right now, it's even more relevant, of course. <laughs> because everybody is, is trying to fu- uh, get funding and so the, the pitch must be good. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that a lot of startups don't handle that well is the financial uh, situ- situation. It's like, you know, uh, mon- monitoring your cash on a daily basis now, right now. Mm-hmm. You should really understand uh, your cash uh, and, and understand your run rate and your burn rate and, you know, start to save money wherever you can. Like, you know, you don't fly anymore. That's obvious. Um, mm-hmm. You do everything virtually. So you have to adapt to that. You might have to, to lay off people because that's how it, it, it is um, for many companies. 
Uh, and it's really the survival mode and you must master your finances. Yeah. That's probably one of the, of many, you know, many engineers are very smart people, engineers and, and, and biologists, they are very smart. It's not hard for them to understand the cash statement. I mean, it's not difficult for them, yeah. uh, but they, they must do it now. I mean, there's no way to not to do it, right? That's not something you can bypass, is it? Okay. Um, let's look a little at um, innovation. Yes. In particular, innovation as a result of the COVID-19. Um, yes. There are silver linings to the current climate. I'm not just talking about companies such as Zoom, Netflix, you know, manufacturers of mm -hmm. PPE equipment, online stores, booming business and other VC yes. platforms and that. But mm -hmm. what have you seen that you found as innovative an innovative solution or workaround? Um, we know video conferencing, like we're on at the moment, for example, have been around for a while, so it's not new. So what companies have you seen doing something to mitigate or even work around this current situation that impresses you, if at all? Well, I haven't seen much. <laughs> I, to, be, no, to be very honest, you know, you, you don't see much new stuff coming up. You know, there's, there's probably a lot of uh, good ideas that, People don't have the courage right now and probably will not have, find the financing to, to really set up a startup and, and go for the first financing. So I don't, you don't see that much. What I really strongly believe and what we feel in, in, in our deal flow is that in, in the field of um, sustainable tech and autonomous system, we, we are seeing a big, big, big rush. Yeah. I mean, a strong increase. Of course, fintech, uh, due to the pay, uh, uh, touchless payment stuff, you know, and all this, yeah. and and banking, this is also strong. But I see, we see a lot in sustainable tech. This is very interesting because it's not about the environment right now, right? It, it's it's, mm -hmm. but the environment is kind of uh, you know getting a break from us. We are not <laughs> flying all all day long, and uh, we are not polluting yes, that much. So this will, we see, and, and a lot of automation will happen, you know. I'm not talking about um, about uh, Zoom or whatever it is. I'm, I'm talking about autonomous system, you know, replacing uh, robots and drones and this stuff is going to be very strong in the future. Yeah. All right. That's what we see. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. yes. Um, let's look at the event industry. Yes, please very close to your heart yes i mean yeah, we <laughs> suffered. yes i know it, it's pretty much like a, a tornado went through it yeah. with the outbreak of the coronavirus and subsequently the lockdown um how do you think this will change the model for those in the event yeah. business in the future okay so so for us you know it, we we were um, very looking forward to have our next startup days and we we were very successful in the fundraising and and had uh, quite a lot of money to, to make it a really big event in June. And we were so motivated and we worked already in November, December, you know, we were full yeah. working on it like crazy. And now we have to cancel a lot of things and we have to um, resize and we have to adjust because you cannot do what we wanted to do in October because, you know, this is not possible uh, due to the location issues or whatever it is. So it, for us, it was um, it's quite painful right now. And the second part is is our regular events. Uh, we found or we are building up now a solution to run them virtually, and and we also see you know a lot of advantages. You know, running an event uh, online or virtual is is like you know you're saving so much money. Like no catering, right? No location. Like some locations are crazy expensive. So. 
So we are now testing on the 12th of May. We are doing the first investor and venture day together with another organization. It's called SIGTIC in Switzerland, a business angel organization. We will run the first uh, online event because we believe we have to do it. Uh, there's no way not to, to run an online event. It, it can be done today. Mm -hmm. And then we might just run it on a monthly basis, right? So, you know, it's like it's going to be maybe more even more interaction with investors and startups than before. It, it's, a, it's a different interaction, of course. And, and if, if, if the bans are lifted, I don't know, we might just keep that because it's convenient for everybody. Or we might have, uh, again, a real gathering, uh, which is all, also, I mean, you cannot replace a one-to-one -one meeting, um, personal one-to-one -one meeting with a virtual one. You cannot. But, but still, it will change fundamentally the event industry. So what changes do you think individuals, startups, corporations should make once this is over? Um, and yeah. also, do you think that anyone, even with foresight, could have put mitigating actions in this, in their, for their business? Well, I, you know, there has been some people out there, you know, like Billy Gates and, and other people that have warned about, you know, the next uh, problem will not be a war, it will be a pandem pandemic, right? So not, not, not a lot of people are listening to those pandemic warnings. Um, even Switzerland is, you know, we, we, we were not really prepared for that. Even though they had, there was a law about pandemic law, and, but, you know, it was not taken for serious. So after this crisis is over, more or less, you know, if we find a kind of a vaccine or, or whatever, Yep. The next virus will come, right? So yep. um, I'm quite confident that next time we will have enough uh, protection masks, we will uh, have enough uh, hospital beds, we will have enough uh, whatever it needs, right? Yes. We will be prepared. It will not be, there will not be a second COVID-19 crisis like this one, you know, look at the stock market or other things that are startups financing and, and will are really low right now. So this will not, not happen again in, in, this, in this way. I, I think we will be much better prepared. That's one side, right? Yes. The other side is that now, you know, how does change happen in life? You know, change is happening because you have to change. It's not because you want to change. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, oh I'm, I'm trapped. I have to find another solution, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. So now everybody's working from home and, and we are discovering all these great virtual tools and we are building new ones. We're discovering on a daily basis new tools coming out. So I, I strongly believe that many companies will be more open to kind of, you know, have a mix maybe of home office and, and not home office because they found out it's working right now. So why shouldn't it work after the crisis? Mm -hmm. And I see the, the real estate market running into a really big problem like co-working spaces and, and, and office buildings, you know, like they were building them crazy because the interest rates were kind of zero in Switzerland. So we will run into big, big issues there. So there's going to be another little crisis out of this big crisis. But life, um, I feel like this virtual aspect of working will remain. I, I, I strongly believe, you know, disruption or changes, fundamental changes normally occur in a crisis, not mm -hmm. if we are doing fine. Mm -hmm. We don't change. Why should we change, right? We don't go out of the comfort zone if we don't have to. That's true. That's just how, how we are. <laughs> I mean, it's, everybody's like that, right? Do you feel comfortable with that remaining, with this new virtual way of working? 
think yes, I you know because I I already did it uh, or uh, last year and this year I was always or because I have a second home in South Africa, so I was working all the time. I was already using virtual tools all the time, yes. and and we managed to organize the startup days in 2019 and and many other events. Uh, not having me all the time in Switzerland, you know, not being there. Mm -hmm. So I even did last year, I already started to do some virtual coaching because I was here. So, and it worked, you know, so some people say, well, but you can't do that. You know, it's, it's virtual coaching. It's not going to work. And I said, come on, it works. It, it works. It's not the same. Yes. It's not kind of, you know, it, it's not, um, it's not as intense maybe, but it takes a bit more time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but it worked already and, and now it it will stay yeah. i think it will be much more accepted and um, yes. and uh, yes, and companies will now uh, also install or have the tools uh, that will make it really work you know what should the exit strategy be for organizations startups even and what i mean by this is that now everything is in lockdown um how should organizations ramp up things again you know get things going once you we're given the green light and they're no longer in lockdown how what would you what would you say what what should they start doing well uh, yeah that's the tough one <laughs> yeah for for us um yeah let's take all so so now we are starting to organize virtual events and yes. by the time this is up and running and and runs well we we uh, we we find ourselves uh having the question should we do a real event again you know and we might just do it right we might just do it uh, because we are very fast executors and we, we might just uh, do that. But for me, it will, it will, what we will keep is definitely both formats. We will keep the real ones like the startup days and other, but we will keep the virtual um, concept. We, we will not give it up now because, you know, the startup matcher.ch will not disappear because COVID disappeared. It mm -hmm. will stay, it will be improved and it will probably play an important role even in the future because there are not events every day. So now, uh, for startups, uh, once they are free again, well, what can I tell you? I talk to your customers, <laughs> go and see them, and 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 uh, find your the money you need, and and you know get your people back on board. And but I, there's no recipe for that. You know, there's no plan. Uh, you just have to to do what what needs to be done uh, once you 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 can move again and you can ramp up again right now risk averse yeah the, the startups really suffer from the sales cycles and from the sales that you know they don't generate right now because everybody is on on hold right yeah and and maybe they should anticipate that at some point demand might be back and they, they, they should be ready to deliver talking about collaborations now bearing mm -hmm. in mind what's happening with covid i mean how do you think this will affect collaborations going forward as mentioned the event is held um, on the 5th yes, of in Bern in Switzerland what will organizations now look for or even discard as a result of this pandemic in terms of collaboration yeah I, I feel like there will be much less flying <laughs> in the future <laughs> because you know uh, as I said uh, you just did it because everybody was doing it. Now you figure out you, you can do business without flying. So why should you fly? And you will have a more decentralized uh, office work or, or setup of, of, of your company um, because you figured out it's, it's, it's working. Um, so this, those are two trends. You know, mobility will be less 
needed because mm -hmm. we got used to the virtual um, interaction and which means no, no more that much traveling and flying. And the second one will be decentralized offices. Like, you know, we, we now kind of see that even if, if you do homework, uh, home office, you mm -hmm. work, right? And, and, you know, both sides had to get used to that. I mean, I'm used to that for all my life, but a lot of, 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 of the people that work in a big company like Roche or I don't know, yes. UBS, they, they now sit at home and it's like, oh, wow. And, it, you know, we can do business even, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, now companies need to start to trust their employees and the employees uh, start to trust themselves. So let's put it this way. <laughs> this can be a solution for them. So that's the two things that will happen, I think. Yeah, yeah And I think the, the, the amount of extra time you get by this virtual working that you yeah, yeah. lose through commuting. And I think companies... Yes, commuting and, and, and spending money for, yes, you know, yes. you can save a lot of money this way. And you can also reduce pollution and... and uh, it's also it has a, it has a good effect on on many things. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it's interesting. I think it will hit. I think it will hit the um, retail market because because uh, it's yeah. decentralization of work. So all of these um, organizations will have probably turn into fancy flats now. These buildings, as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Okay, um, I want to end on. I want you, if I may ask, and be a little philosophical with this answer. All right. We yes. Once we are out and about again what do you believe can never be the same in business or life even i think you've sort of answered some of that but yeah. you know just be a little as a result of this pandemic what do you think can never be the same again i see on on a society level i'll see that we might get out of this spinning wheel you know uh, we might have experienced that deceleration is not only negative of course for business it's not that good but um, that's the first thing. The second one is probably, oh, I have a family. Wow, is that I have kids. Wow, they grow up. Oh, wow, now they're here all day. So it's kind of also rediscovering probably uh, part of that family or that your partner or your relationship, you know, that, wow, it's it can be different, right? Yes. Because, you know, if you sit five, now here in South Africa, you, suddenly you sit together for five weeks. It's like, wow, what, 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 this is going to end up in a disaster. No, you have to find ways to deal with that. And, and you, you, you rediscover um, um, uh, your partner in a relationship or your kids in, in this kind of situation. So I, I see those two additional things uh, might, might just happen. Yeah. All right. So the element of going back to basic, which is a positive. Yes. And, and, and um, yeah, and, and this really this spinning wheel, you know, like you, you were a manager and you had to fly every day to somewhere and you were like, oh, yeah. now come, let's stop it. You know, let's, let's, let's slow down. As you say, you know, let's slow down a bit. Let's, yeah. let's also um, uh, consider yeah. the environment. That's why I, I feel like s sustainable technology and, and autonomous system will, will um, definitely come out strong of this year. There will be a, a big need for that or a big push in that, mm -hmm. in those fields. Yeah. So, yeah, as we said, there, there are silver linings to this really unprecedented time. Um, Jean-Pierre, Fouillemier, many thanks. JP, call me JP, please. JP, many thanks for your time and insight. Yeah. Now you tell me to call you JP. <laughs> Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, or wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, 
guests and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executive decision makers and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.